Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 169. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Belil Springer. It's the end of the month, meaning this episode is where you can catch up on anything you've missed recently. We'll be talking about salons reopening, blogs, Forest FM episodes, webinars, and everything else in between. Four kind of key things that people are worried about. The number one was safety of staff. About 35% of people were most worried about that. Also, about 15% of people worried about their clients, safety of clients. Uh, but the one that we can really help with was what's their salon revenue going to be like compared to before? And people are worried about that, about 30%. So nearly one in three people were worried. And I think the worry comes from the fact that if they, with all these health restrictions, are they going to not be able to have enough clients in the salon every day to generate enough money to pay the bills? Considering there's a lot going on in regards to salons around the world beginning to fully reopen, we're delighted to bring quite a packed episode to you this month uh, on this Inside Forest uh, episode. So Germany pretty much set the standard for salons across the globe reopening about six weeks ago. Just last week, we were joined by Amber Pope in Arizona and Amanda Bear in Illinois in the US, and they both shared their experiences reopening. Ireland is set to reopen this week, and the UK is going to be uh, following closely behind with separate re- regions opening up at different times. Uh, So what have we learned from these experiences so far? We've learned a lot. We've got a long list of challenges that salons are preempting and we're going to have our very own forest trainer, Rachel McAdam, provide some solutions to those challenges. A lot of it comes around the reopening features that Ashleen discussed on last month's episode. But now she's going to give you some practical advice of how to use those features to the best of your ability. We're going to be joined by our CEO, Rona Percival, who's going to dig even deeper into some data from a survey that we sent to salons all over the globe. So we're going to take a look at the US, Australia and German salons to see what's going on and what can we get from it for salons that are yet to reopen. And then finally, we have our product designer, Richard Cullen, who's going to take a look at using our pretty much number one feature at the moment to increase that revenue or increase that average ticket. So we're joined by Forest educator, Rachel McAdam, who recently hosted a webinar highlighting some common challenges that clients have experienced experienced for those that have already reopened, but some challenges the salons can anticipate. Um, From talking to salon owners in a previous episode, they mentioned that what you kind of experience in your head is a lot worse than what happens in reopening, but we're hoping this is the case. So we're joined by Rachel. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on with us. No problem at all. So, Rachel, can you give us a bit of context around the webinar that you hosted? So we're saying that it's about reopening, but what did it entail? It was really about the steps that a salon should take um, in order to get themselves prepared, but also their forest system prepared for the reopening. Um, so it was covering kind of a load of different areas from like their marketing reopening plan to maybe some health and hygiene practices as well. So, yeah, there was just a bunch of different things that I wanted to get them start thinking about when it came to that reopening, because it's really something that they need to plan and prepare rather than just like going in blindly. So what sort of vibes did you get from those in attendance? Did you feel like people were more anxious or more eager or to to just reopen or were they excited? Um, So I think with the webinar, but also initially, like with any clients that I talked to over the lockdown, you know, everyone just wants the reopening to happen. Mm -hmm. And then there's that bit of relief that, yay, we're opening now. But then I think the anxiety starts to creep in because there actually is just so much to think about and so much to prepare. Um, So naturally, there's a lot of anxiety there. I've kind of just been telling people to plan as much as they can and then just be really happy that it's open and take it as it comes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then if we were to kind of, I suppose, jump into some of the things that you were covering in the webinar, we have like a list of challenges here. For someone that's preparing for reopening, I have too many clients that want to book an appointment. How do you manage those books? Like, I could only imagine that it's only a nightmare right now. 
Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people are nervous to take those bookings, but we have a solution for that. And that's um, a new VIP booking link. So actually what you can do is turn off your online booking platform and turn on the VIP booking link. And then what you can do is actually send that email directly to a couple of people that will allow them to book in rather than everybody at once. Mm -hmm. And what about keeping track of the clients who can't book in just yet because they haven't received your VIP booking link, for example? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a, your by request waitlist. So basically the client can actually fill in a form that is almost like them requesting an appointment that gets emailed to the salon and then they can actually then book in that appointment for the client. Excellent. We're talking a lot about uh, communicating to clients. It's There's going to be a lot of changes in the salon. The salon probably looks completely different to what it did before or three months ago. Um, do we have any ways of communicating those not through, not just through your typical social media or marketing channels? Yeah, definitely. I think communication is probably the biggest thing, you know, throughout lockdown and now throughout reopening, we have so much to communicate. But our solution to that is our online booking banner. So that's a way of kind of informing clients at the point of booking anything that the salon wants to tell them. Another challenge that I've been hearing personally quite a bit in social media groups and such uh, is the one where people want to target clients who have had an appointment cancelled during COVID-19. Is there anything that we can do for forest clients uh, in that regards? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually have new marketing filters there that will allow you to target clients who maybe missed or had to cancel their appointment between two certain dates, but also people who no-showed in case you just didn't do anything to your appointments in that time. So we can only expect that the front of house or the reception area has probably completely changed. Like I would say the usual process for checking clients in isn't the same anymore. What have we got going on there to help salons out with maintaining social distancing? Mm-hmm. So obviously this is a really big thing. What we've introduced is uh, check-in notifications on the Forest Go app. So from now when a client checks in from the reception, um, the staff member will actually get a uh, a notification to say that they've been checked in rather than having anyone floating around the reception area anymore um, or even touching the reception screen they can see it from their phone any of the kind of digital data that we do get from a client is all stored on the cloud it's all safe and compliant um, and obviously that is going to be really important for um, contact tracing as well so having your digital consultation forms and the ability to pre-send them as well before services is going to be a big thing um, because we run the risk of then not handing the tablets around the salon or to people anymore. Soon you will be able to actually send your consultation form via text to begin with anyway. Um, The client will fill it in from their own phone and send it back and then it will actually be there for you to review in your Forest Go app. Um, Eventually the, the aim is to have it be able to be sent by email as well. And what about, you know, um, just client keeping up with client comms in general that's there's so many things you were saying just earlier there's so many things to be communicated all at once how can i suppose forest clients really keep up to date with all the client comms i suppose like one big benefit is that there's going to be all new templates there for sms and email for clients to use and that's quite reassuring because it means you don't have to go then think about what you have to build we've done it for you and i think that's going to be a really big help so um, yeah, using those t- SMS and email templates is going to be a big benefit too. And what about managing your staff? The staff shifts have probably changed. It's going to be split shifts, people working earlys out, different hours. Is that Does that have any effect? Absolutely. Uh, probably one of the mo- things I'm most excited <laughs> about myself in the power system is actually a new roster screen. And it's all color coded as well. And you can see everybody from like one glance. So I think that's going to be a saving grace to a lot of people out there. Well, listen, Rachel, thanks so much for joining us on the show. The recording of that webinar is available on Forest Academy. What was the name of that webinar again? Get your salon back in business. Excellent. Thanks so much, Rachel. Thanks, guys. As we've already said at the start of the show, a lot of salons have already gone through the reopening stages. We've got the likes of Ireland and the UK are now transitioning into that reopening. So we want to take a little look back at what has happened to salons that have reopened. How has that transition been? So we're joined by our very own CEO, Ronan Percival. Welcome back to the show again, Ronan. Hey, lads. Good to talk to you anyway. It's been a while since we've seen each other. 
Uh, loving your hair, Kenyon. Amazing. I think I'm going to break a few barbers clippers, to be honest. It's gotten yeah. so long and thick. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. So other than that being a concern, um, Ronan, we actually sent out a survey to salons across the globe mm. recently, and it was positioned around kind of what were the biggest, I suppose, challenges or concerns that they were anticipating um, um, with regards to reopening. So the first question that I really want to ask is based on the survey, what do you think is the biggest concern for salons reopening right now? So four kind of key things that people are worried about. The number one was safety of staff. Um, about 35% of people were most worried about that. Um, also about 15% of people worried about their clients, safety of clients. Uh, but the one that we can really help with was what's their salon revenue going to be like compared to before? And people are worried about that, about 30%. So nearly one in three people were worried. And I think the worry comes from the fact that if that with all these health restrictions, are they going to not be able to have enough clients in the salon every day to generate enough money to pay the bills. And that seems to be a big worry. And that's the worry that uh, we can help with because we've got a lot of data from salons that have opened back up in Germany, in the States, in Australia. We've thousands of salons and data from all of those and what's happening. Um, and generally speaking, most salons are doing okay financially. And so I have a lot of information around that and uh, I can share that with people I think to put that one at ease because it is enough to be worrying about. I don't think people need to be worrying about that. But you're right. We were just uh, talking to two salon owners in the US last week who have reopened and they seem to say that it was going very well and even the financial side of things was going quite well. Um, mm. But what have you heard from, uh, say, US hair salons, for instance? Yeah, so so we've, hair and beauty, they're slightly different. As we know, in Ireland, they are opening up at the same time, but in some other, in the UK, they're not. Um, we don't have an open date for the beauty salons yet. So they are slightly different. And also we know with hair, um, it's a different type of service to beauty. Um, and some beauty services are kind of, you know, must-haves and other ones are, are kind of nice to have. So it's going to be a little bit different. Um, so with the US, so we, we spoke, or I spoke to Rowena and went through all her figures. That's Rowena Yeager from Studio Wish in Ohio. So... Um, she had a lot of really great feedback from me, but just if I just shared some of the revenue numbers, um, you know, like her, her total revenue for the first month of reopening compared to the same month a year before was 50% higher. So she was definitely more at the higher end there. So the salons doing amazingly well. Um, now, so why was that happening? So we dig into it. She's open an extra day. So she's open six days instead of five days. So that's immediately increased her revenue. Um, in even in the days that those the normal five days that she was doing last year, she's seeing twenty four clients a day, when she was only seeing twenty three clients a day. So not only on that she got an extra day or an extra twenty four clients a week, but she also has an extra client every day that she was open before. So that's where a lot of that revenue jump comes from. In addition to that, her average ticket price has gone up by twenty seven dollars. Okay, so that's a, a big jump there. That's like, you know, colors, you know, all the way down to like maybe a gentleman's haircut or, or a blow dry, you know, the, n not every price is up $27, but some of them are up maybe over $50 and some of them are up $10. Uh, so what, uh, why is that? Well, if you look at, um, at, this, at salons, their costs have gone up because of PPE um, and because of extra requirements that they're having to do. Um, and as a result, they, you know, they do have to pass on that that cost, and and consumers have been pretty good about that increase. Now, um, Peter Mark, for example, are are quoting increases of between forty euros and sixty euros for a full head of color, and there has been a bit of backlash against that, but that's it. That's nearly a twenty percent increase. So I think, um, you know, you need to be careful, but at the same time, if you're going to just charge what you used to charge before, you're going to you're going to lose more money so you have to increase your prices and people are ready for that and consumers are going to accept that it's just getting it right so what we're seeing is that people are doing between five and ten percent increase in prices that seems to be going down absolutely without a glitch with their clients and um, people are doing more than that some of them are getting away with it and um, some of them aren't so it's really up to you how far you want to push that but you do need to to do something about that so um 
Yeah. I suppose it's only fair because we're not doing maintenance anymore. We're actually talking about damage that's been done over like three months. So yeah. it does take a lot of work. It's not just a top up anymore. Yeah, with the service. So the average service duration for Rowena here was um, six minutes more per service, right? So you average that out you know, over 20 clients in the day, it's a lot of extra time. So, you know, you have to take that into account. Um, and then also you have extra costs, you know, in terms of sanitizing products, masks, you know, perspex, all these different things that you're having to do. But but look, you, you've got these challenges, but you've also got the benefit that you, you you know, salons are making more money. So you, you, uh, you know, you take the rough with the smooth and I think you, you face it head on figure out what what an increase you, you should do if it's five ten percent communicate that like that's the big thing how Romina was saying is like you communicate this to your clients a week in advance three days in advance you know we're reopen it's fantastic we have to do all this stuff and as a result you know we do have to pass on extra costs to you guys so this is what it, it'll be um we do one thing that we are learning which i think is is important to think about is um do it as an increase in the actual service cost. Uh, it, that is better than just char- doing a PPE charge per visit. Um, the problem with the PPE charge per visit is it gets kind of complicated because, you know, what do you do if it's a £200 visit against like a £30 visit, you know, and you're just charging the same amount to each? That is means that you know, some clients are going to be penalized more than other clients. So I think it's a fairer way to do it is just to increase your service price overall. Um, and a lot of salons haven't increased their prices for so long that, um, and we've seen that, that this is a good opportunity to do it, to be honest, because your clients are never going to be more open to it than they are right now. Plus you're investing in providing a, a safe environment for your clients. So like you're going to, you're going to pay for that cost. So that's the U S and the hair salon industry. What if we go to the other side of the globe now and take a look at Australian salons, but let's funnel down to beauticians or beauty salons for this one. So we've got a, there's a, a client of ours, the brow bar in Australia. And there's two lovely ladies, uh, Cherna and Bri- Brianna who, who run that. And they, that's an interesting you know, to see what's happening with, with beauty. So if we looked at them, you know, that month, which was the 27th of May uh, last year to the 23rd of June, compared to the 25th of May to the 21st of June this year, so basically the same four-week period, their revenue is up 12%. Um, they haven't opened an extra day. So, you know, you're seeing less of an increase in revenue because they're still only open five days like they were before. Um but their average ticket price is up $9.50. Um, so that's where the increase in revenue is kind of coming from. And they're also having more capacity. So during those five days, they're seeing on average an extra client per day. Um, and as a result, you know, uh, another thing that's happening though is that they're, it's seven minutes more per client. That's something we're seeing between five and eight minutes more per client, pretty much in every salon, every type of salon because of the PPE requirements. So that's something to, to bear in mind. Um, so they're seeing an extra client today, and then they're spending seven minutes with each of those clients. So you're looking at, um, uh, but you're looking at an increase of about twelve percent, which is more than covering the costs, um, and it's built into the service price. So that that's something that you know for beauty salons out there, um, you know, and for smaller salons who are kind of more worried about that maybe because they have less less of a team to take on the extra tasks, you know. Um, increase your prices by five or ten percent and then just you know you're going to be working harder but you should be making more money is there anything so germany has been reopened for what six weeks now um so is there anything that we can learn from what's been happening in germany yeah so so across germany so germany's been open the longest um so they've been open six weeks so we've got a lot of data on germany so we we're looking across you know three or four hundred salons in germany you're looking at a median increase in revenue of 29%, which is really high across all types of salons. So that's really big jump. Um, why is that? Where's that coming from? Well, it's coming from um, 60% of salons are opening six or seven days now, where the average before would have been five days. So some salons are open two extra days, right? So they're opening extra days. So that's driving that increase in revenue. I don't think the 30% increase in revenue is sustainable. I don't think anyone thinks it's sustainable, 
but some of it is driven by a price increase. So some of that increase in revenue will stay. So the average ticket, um, so a ticket is the visit price. So just to, just to explain that as well, if people aren't used to using that terminology, but that's basically when someone goes to the salon and gets a service and or a product or something else, right? So that's what price you pay for your visit. Um, but the average there is seven euros increase, um, which again is about, it works out at about a 5% increase across the whole, every salon that we looked at there, which is like 300 or something. So that's significant. Some people are obviously doing 10%, some people not doing an increase at all, but 5% being the average. So I, I would, um, I think that's a good guideline to go with, you know? If you're not thinking about putting your prices up at least 5%, you, you really need to have a good reason. You know, you're, you really need to think about that, you know? So uh, we'd really encourage that. Um, and then the average visit duration across all salons in Germany is five minutes. Extra, yeah. So five minutes per client. Yeah. So again, we're seeing kind of the same thing that we're seeing everywhere. You know, five to eight minutes more, um, 5% minimum price increase. We're seeing an extra client per day in Germany of every salon of 1.86. So basically just under two clients extra per day. And then those extra days on top of that. So that's what's driving the revenue. So if I had a salon that was busy and I have a waiting list and you know I have a lot of clients tr trying to get back in, I'd be looking to open an extra day anyway for at least a month, you know, to get as extra as much extra revenue as I can from that. I'd be increasing my price between five and ten percent, and I'd be emailing and telling my clients about that in advance and explaining it to them, you know, in a way that th they'll all understand. Um, like if we took look at Rowena, you know, she's a very busy salon. She didn't have one client complain about the price increase. Um, well, we have, I have seen complaints about price increases. So, you know, of course there are some, but if you had like one or two clients complaining about the price increase, but like your other hundred or 500 clients not, not complaining, that's a good result. Do you know what I mean? Especially if you have a good reason. You're always going to have one complaint. Yeah. Just because one or two people, yeah, there's always going to be one or two people who complain. As long as you're not ripping people off. If you're charging 50% more, obviously you're going to, you know, you're going to run the risk of annoying people. Like, um, and some people are doing that and I would not encourage that, but you've got to like, and I'm kind of over egging this a little bit here for people, but I just think pricing is something that so many salons get wrong. I know so many salon owners and, you know, I used to work in a salon as you guys know, and increasing prices was always this thing that salon owners hate having to do because they hate having to tell their clients that they're putting the prices up. Um, even like, you know, that's it, but this inflation is running at 2% a year or whatever it is. So after like five years, you know, that's more than 10%. Compound wise, it's about 15% increase in price in normal prices. And salons will go five years without ever increasing their price, right? So like they're just losing more money then five years later. Like, so you have to increase your prices. Um, and this is a fantastic opportunity to do it in a way that your clients are really going to understand. Particularly if you haven't done a price increase in five years, you, you, you'd be crazy not to use this opportunity, you know, to do it in a nice way, in a way that they're going to understand. So that, that would be kind of my message around that. So yeah, that's, this is definitely an, a, a good reason. Do it now and then always every year up, you know, go up by 2%. And like that, that would be uh, what I would really encourage people to do. So Ronan, what are your personal thoughts on this survey then? Considering Ireland and UK are only starting to reopen, do you think this is good for the industry? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think what we're seeing in the survey is 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 the same fears everywhere. Um, you know, people are worried about their team. Their team are worried about coming back in and all that kind of stuff. Um, people are worried about their clients. They don't want to like bring their clients into a situation where they might get sick. But uh, you know, I, I from what I'm seeing, I think salons are being safer than most places I go into. You know, like I go into the supermarket, and none of the staff are wearing masks and then none of you know hardly anybody some of the customers are wearing staff so not all of them people are just walking around like in a salon you're going to go in your your therapist or your your hairstylist is going to be wearing a mask in many places you're going to be given a mask you know you're going to be forced to wash your hands when you come in like rowena does like you wash your hands and then you wipe your phone down with a with a with a disposable wipe so you just like completely, it's so much cleaner than pretty much anywhere else, probably cleaner than in your home. So I think that salons are, are taking this really seriously. And I think uh, we're seeing that in Germany as well, that 
you know, Germany reopened and there wasn't a spike. There has been a little spike now in Germany, but it's been driven by meat processing plants. It hasn't been driven by stuff that's happening in the salons. So um, I think salons are, are taking this very seriously. And I think I think clients are, are aware of that. And that's why they're kind of very, one of the factors anyway, where they're being very comfortable about going back in when people reopen. Well, Ronan, thanks so much for taking the time and sharing that data with us today. That's great, guys. Take it easy. Aside from raising your prices as a way to compensate for the increased overheads from PPE equipment and revenue shortfall incurred by social distancing protocols, many salon owners are now also revisiting their salon retail experience. And so we're joined by Forest product designer Rich Cullen, who has been hard at work on the online store feature, a specific revenue boosting feature Forest clients can avail of. Rich, welcome to the show. Um, can you tell us a bit more about what the online store is in a nutshell? Hey, yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, okay, so at the start of COVID, we asked salons, you know, what can we do to help you survive this pandemic? And two things came up on every call, uh, gift vouchers and an online store. So we built both. And I was in part of the team working on e-commerce, the online store. So I guess it's a huge project. E-commerce is a, a complete industry in itself. Um, but the starting phase for us was to get an online store uh, ready for all our salons um, in a free way so they could sell their stock quickly to clients and easily while they were closed. Um, so that they have enough revenue to cover bills. So we did that. Uh, so at the moment, um, our salons have unlimited sales they can bring in through their online store, unlimited products and unlimited email, email marketing in Forest. Um, so the, the kind of, I guess, in a bigger, broader sense of things, there are other uh, brilliant companies like Shopify and WooCommerce who create these amazing shop fronts for everyone. Pottery studios, artists, jewelers, and clothing manufacturers and food brands and stuff. But I guess what Forest do is we're going to build tools that these guys would never build typically. We are going to create the perfect online store for salons with features specifically designed for this industry to suit salons and salon clients. Um, like so, the likes of Shopify like are amazing. If you want to sell sell handheld or handmade products to people um, around the world, um, but for a salon trying to increase their retail revenue, Forest is a really smart tool. Um, what we noticed in the past was the biggest problem for online stores is finding customers to buy from you. Um, you know, typically you have to spend money. Um, researching and advertising and targeting the right type of customers. But with Forest, with this e-commerce platform that we're building, um, we don't have this problem at all because from day one of setting up your store, we have access to your database. Uh, we have thousands of perfect local clients, and um, many of whom have already bought products from you in your salon, um, and they trust you and listen to you. So, so I guess, that's the big opportunity they're really, really excited about. Um, we have a, a huge marketing suite built into to Forest. So clients who click on their online store from a Forest email or an SMS will see a customized view uh, recommended for them, which highlights the most recently purchased items, either online or in salon. So I guess we can do things and we can build in these features that um, others can't do and we think this could be a, a real winner for for salons because um again from the feedback um, it seems that about from every hundred euro or dollars or pounds that a salon make on a service they usually make about ten dollars in product sales so with forest e-commerce we're going to focus on growing that to maybe twenty dollars so you know we can double up the product sales uh, just by having this feature um, so yeah, that's kind of, I guess, it in a nutshell. Um, and then I guess the next kind of steps from here um, are kind of staff recommendations, you know, kind of uh, building on from what we've done so far. Um, so I guess, um, let's say I'm a service provider who recommends a product to a client while they're in for treatment. Uh, in that moment, the client might say, you know, I'll, I'll think about it, but I won't buy it from you just now. So normally I'd get zero commission for, for that sale and my salon get no product revenue. We've missed out, we've missed out on that. Um, but with e-commerce, we can set up an automated reminder. So let's say two days later, we send a notification to the client's phone saying, you know, if you still want to buy that product, here's a link to our online shop. 
if you you can get it delivered to your home or the next time you're passing you can pick it up in store so you kind of have a second bite at the cherry so there's, there's tons of stuff that's really exciting that we can kind of start doing for salads when you were designing and working with the product team on building the online store you've been on a lot of these demo calls with clients what to you when you're explaining what the forest online store does has been like that real sort of aha moment like When's the moment when you see the penny drop for a salon owner on those video calls? You've actually shared a few of those videos and they're heartwarming nearly to see. Yeah, yeah. I guess we're kind of blessed because, you know, actually last week we were, I was on a call with a, a Scottish salon and she has a, a successful Shopify account and she sold over a thousand products already uh, through Shopify, which which is amazing. But it doesn't integrate with her stock. So every time she has an order, she has to manually go back into Forest and make sure it's it's kind of updated because that's where her inventory is is located. So there's there's kind of additional work that is needed to be done. And when we said that, you know, you're you if you sell through Forest, it's all integrated, it's all done. So once a sale comes in, we subtract it from your inventory or your stock. Um, it goes into your report, so your accountant knows what channels this this revenue is coming from and um, also if you send a marketing campaign it's it's all tracked back and targeted and when we do have these um, staff recommendations the commission can be tracked from that saying that that staff member recommended that product even though it was bought online a few days later and she was like oh my god like it, it's that tracking you know that that ties it all together really neatly I think that was it's yeah. the admin work you're saving exactly and it's so tedious that work and it's easy to make mistakes from the launches, early stage results, did anything strike you as positively surprising? I, I guess I didn't really understand the scale of it yet. Like, you know, we were scrambling to get to get uh, this out for salons as quickly as possible because, you know, there is a bit of a crisis with everywhere being closed. So I was kind of hoping to see each salon make it maybe a couple hundred quid uh, just to, to tie them over. But, you know, we've seen salons make well over 10,000 euro um, and like one salon here um, which I, I was able to pull a quote from so her name is Grania and she's in Donegal she's got a beauty salon and she made 3,600 euro in two days of launching her online store which which is class you know and, and I was really shocked at how it can scale like you know just because you, you, know, you could easily sell 100 products in a day if you if you kind of send it to the right group of clients and it's the right type of product um, and I was just blown away by it how quickly this can ramp up for salons. We built this autofill option, which basically uh, pulls in a library of almost every, I'd say about 80% of, of things you'd normally buy from a salon. So we don't have everything, but we'd save a huge amount of work. So you just click autofill, and if we can at all pull in an image and a description, we do that. And then if you don't like it, you can delete the image and find your own. So like, it's not like you have to use it, but it's just, a free tool that really speeds up. I think some of the feedback from that was, you know, you saved us three days work here, you know, in, in just clicking autofill. Um, so it kind of just made life easier, you know. So that was that was a nice addition to be able to add. Yeah. Off the back of that, for forced clients who are looking into building their online store, do you have any best practice recommendations for how to set it up and how to market it? Yes. Um, okay. So with the setup, definitely, definitely add images and descriptions. We saw some salons maybe sent out an email and they hadn't yet added images. And, you know, customers just do not buy things unless they can see the product. I think very often they're not fully sure of the title of the product. So they're going like, where's that blue bottle? You know, and they're looking for an image. So from the stats that I've been looking at, every salon that's doing really well with online, um, with their online store has images and descriptions. So before you launch, make sure you've got those in. And again, use the autofill as much as you can to save time. Um, secondly, walk in your client's shoes once you've added all these products click on your store link and look at it in a browser look at it on your phone and, and just make sure you're comfortable with it yourself so you know the kind of the, the flow that your clients have to have to go through to, to make uh, an online order um, and and i've seen salons really cleverly uh, share record themselves using it their online store and pasting it on instagram so they're like hey this is how i do it like uh, this is how easy it is to do because it's it's pretty straightforward and then I guess finally, the, the launching of it, uh, thankfully, we have email templates and SMS templates. So, you know, our teams have put together really cool um, 
uh, emails ready to go with your link already pasted in there. So all you need to, to do is open up one of our email templates and you know edit it to suit your tone of voice for your salon and maybe change the image if you want or change some of the wording around. Um, but, but it's there, like most of the work is there. We've kind of pulled out the kind of the main reasons your clients should buy from you. So yeah, I think hopefully a lot of the work is there and the, and the feedback from the templates is pretty good. So we think they're really successful for salons. So yeah, that's kind of my, my two cents. What sort of success stories have we had on the back of this so far? Because you were actually helping some salons with promotional ideas too, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. So the things that I've seen work really well is for salons to give free shipping for a limited time at the start. Um, so salons are free to, to set whatever amount they want to cover shipping costs. Um, but we've seen it for the first week, salons going, right, we'll give free shipping. Because by doing that, salons can actually work out how much shipping is going to cost. Because it's kind of hard to know. So if you go, right, free shipping for the first 10 orders or for the first uh, week, you kind of create a bit of a buzz around it. And then when you do start shipping things, you go, okay, this is actually going to cost me about $6 to ship it, ship typically. So I'm going to set it at that. Whereas before that, you're kind of just guessing. So that's the first thing. It's a nice little incentive. Um, from the stats, just looking at the data now, um, the average order value from our salons is about 70 euro, or about 60 pounds, about $80. So, you know, most orders that come in are of a good quantity and a good value and um, very often people add two or three things to the basket before uh, checking out so you know it is worthwhile for people to bundle things together so we've seen that work well um, we've seen a good few salons with over a hundred orders which is which is kind of amazing and my biggest fear was I guess can the salons cope with the fulfillment of those orders can they and there seems to be no issue there because well, I guess at the moment they're 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 closed for the majority. So those salons have a bit of extra time, and they're kind of working out what's the best way to to use the postal service or to get these products to their local clients. So it's kind of been pretty straightforward so far. We're waiting for a few big things to come up now. That when salons go back to work and kind of go back to um, providing services, we want to see how they find quick ways to get it to getting products out to their clients while they're you know in an open salon. Also, when we started this, there was a lot of feedback saying, you know, is this really targeted towards beauty salons alone? Um, but from the stats, we've seen a really healthy mix of um, hair salons, spas and barbers. So um, like our second most uh, successful salon in terms of revenue is a hair salon. So it, it's it's definitely doable for any type of salon. You don't have to be beauty. Um, so that's kind of, I think, encouraging for, for those that aren't in beauty, you know. See, that's the thing, like to, to keep clients and staff as safe as possible, many salon owners are taking out the testers, there's the samples, and reducing the amount of products on the shelves. So I guess, you know, revisiting the retail experience and digitizing it in a way that it reflects your actual salon experience, your brand, um, is only going to be beneficial for salon owners. Yes, and actually on that as well, I've seen some really clever um, salons of ours have started to add little um, sample packs. So when someone makes an order, they throw in a few sample packs there. So because they know clients can't do that in salon anymore. So they're getting the experience of trying a small amount of a product, you know, in, in free with an order. It's a really nice bonus feature. And some of them are also adding really nice packaging. So it's, it's up to the salons how creative they want to be. But there's, there's kind of loads of scope there to kind of make make the online order match your, your in salon experience, you know. I suppose like for anyone that does have concerns, whether it, it warrants them putting the time and effort to create in the online store, you are the expert. You spend all this time doing these one-to-one -one consultations with your clients. They see the advice that you give them much higher than like Amazon gives you recommended products based on what other people are buying. But who can give you recommended products based on the treatments that you've just had that day? Yeah, that, that's exactly it. That, that's the real strength. And I've seen salons do that. You use your own voice and your knowledge to sell these products. And, and it's not even like a pushy kind of sale. You're just like, we know this is a really good product. Um, this is why it would suit you. And and also, a lot of our salons, I've seen, read some of the emails they send to their clients, and they say things like, um, you know, if this product doesn't match your expectation, come back to us. You know us. You know, you, you, we will sort this out for you. You know, we will make sure that we find the, the perfect solution for you. Whereas you just don't get that when you're buying from, a, you know, uh, an international company that, that, you know, to them, you're really just another number. And um, for these salons, you're a client. And there's tons of ways our salons can make the most of this online store. It's just, it's just a huge opportunity. And I, I think the longer I'm working on it, the more I realize that 
wow, this can, this can really, really help in, in the long term. Like I know we did it kind of for, for the COVID-19 crisis, but th this needed to be done anyway. And this, this has potential to be a reoccurring revenue for salons, you know, from now on, you know, and like there's even again, something else popped into my head where, you know, if somebody buys something from you and it's a product and we know that usually these products run out after four weeks, we can have an automated message that comes from the salon saying, hey, you're probably getting low with this product. Do you want to reorder it? And just have these, and the people, you know, kind of build a pattern of this and buying this product. Well, listen, Richard, thanks so much for joining us on the show. And I can't wait to see what bigger and better things come out of the online store. Okay. So just before Zoe jumps into the forest blogs and what's been going on online in that area, um, you can actually find the results of the survey that Ronan has been referencing on the blog. But I'm actually going to hand this over to you now, Zoe. So other than the results of the survey, what else can we find on the forest blog right now? Yeah, so I'm going to cover three. So the first one would be spread joy and generate cash flow with online gift vouchers, online gift cards. And um, this is a focus on forests, online gift vouchers or gift cards feature, um, which is a, actually a really great way to keep revenue coming into your salon 24 seven. Another, uh, I guess, great way to um, boost that revenue, um, even as you reopen as well. And so in there, we talk about how UK, Irish and UK US salons and spas have made thousands in revenue while they were closed. Uh, we talk about how it was uh, one of the main pillars, actually, of the support your salon movement that we've seen uh, during the, the, the lockdown. And then there's also a section on how to market your salons, online gift cards, online gift vouchers. Of course, we talk about the benefits of it all, uh, how to enable this uh, feature if you're a forest client. So if you are a forest client looking into online gift vouchers, gift cards, and you haven't set that up just yet, we strongly recommend that read. Um, then the second one that we have is called the three marketing emails you'll need for a successful salon reopening. This was a blog written by Chris Brennan. It's about a three minute read and it talks about your reopening marketing strategy and what emails and also SMS versions, I guess, of that email you can send to your audience uh, for a successful reopening. The three main ones would be the reopening announcement email, the confirmation email and the waiting list email. And Chris dives into what those three really entail. And there's also a link uh, to avail of the back in business email templates that we have for free available on our resource and download portal. Finally, our biggest release, it's a very short blog, but it's our biggest release uh, recently. It's the back in business playbook. It's 31 pages of advice, uh, tips, checklists for your salon or your spa to reopening strong, staying open safely and getting your business back on track. Um, it, it, it's, it's a tough time. We've talked about it a lot on this episode already. Um, so for people who really like to have, I suppose, um, hands-on guides, this is the one blog that you'll want to check out. It's a free download. The three sections in this ebook include managing your operations. So, you know, the first steps to take, distancing measures in your salon, communicating with your team, the deep cleaning, all that kind of stuff. Then we have communicating with your team. So your communication plan, booking priorities, pre-appointment messaging and consultations, screening for COVID-19, all of that. And finally, your salon reopening finances, managing your overheads, calculating your salon's revenue shortfall uh, and all that kind of stuff. Finally, we also have, of course, an overview of the Forest Back in Business Toolkit. So the features that you can use if you're a Forest client. Um, and we also have a section on our latest revenue boosting online features, which include the online gift cards or gift vouchers, and of course, the online store. So like I said, free download, 31 pages of advice, and all of these three blogs will be linked in today's episode's show notes. We know navigating the new normal isn't easy, and we want to help you reopen strong. That's why we've a variety of business resources updated regularly with information and content specific to your country. Watch, read and learn from other salon owners and business professionals. Keep up to date with government guidelines and information on available grants with the Back in Business with Forest resource page and reopening pack at forest.com forward slash C19. Don't forget all of our other free resources, including the Forest Academy Learning Portal, our Help Juice pages, the Forest blog and podcast, and our multiple on-demand webinar recordings at forest.com forward slash resources. Back in business with Forest, getting ready for your safe, strong, and successful salon reopening one step at a time. 
we're nearing the end of the episode, but before we move into uh, talking about Forest Academy and any webinars you can join, um, we of course have our recap of what's been going on on Forest FM. So our first episode this month was episode 166 with Sinead Kavanagh on standing out on social media, and it all started with authenticity. Because of COVID-19, people are turning to digital solutions. People are going online way more than they would have had before. And if they were already online, they were just capitalizing on it more. The question for that episode really was, how do you stand out in an overwhelming sea of content? So to give you a brief overview of what this could look like for you, uh, we'll play a few clips here. It's really important with your content that you're providing value because once you're providing value, people will come back. Personally, and when I'm working with brands, I want to think about it before I write anything. What do I actually want the person to get from this? Just go for it. What have you got to lose? It's costing you nothing. You've got so many platforms that's totally free. Absolutely use and abuse them and get yourself out there. The next episode was 167 with Michaela Blissett-Williams on working towards financial independence. To give a little context around why we're discussing this topic, it came from a book that both myself and Michaela had read and were actually chatting about before. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it actually felt more apparent now than ever when a time everyone's been more mindful of their money, um, their salary, everything like that, where instead of becoming very money dependent and dependent on what you're paid in, in any career, this one kind of focuses on around finding ways to make your money work for you. So here's a few segments from Michaela herself. It's not about how much you make, it's about how much you save. Because even if you got a 10% increase every year, a lot of us live beyond our means. A lot of us look at our paycheck and say, oh my God, I made $100,000 this year. You didn't. After you take out taxes, you probably made about 75,000, but you're living like you made 200,000. When you are in a financial freedom, you can make a lot of choices a lot clearer. You're not coming from a survival mode, you're coming from a living mode. You gotta start in small steps, but you gotta start. The problem is that people don't start. And I challenge everyone listening to this, let's just goal it for the next three months, let's try and save $1,000. And then episode 168 was our back in business episode featuring two US-based salon owners sharing their reopening experiences. So we've mentioned this before earlier in this episode, uh, Amber Pope from Salon 27 in Arizona and Amanda Bear from Something New Salon and Spa in Illinois. Won't get too deep into it. It's quite a short episode, so we strongly recommend if you're about to reopen or, or even just worried about what this could look like if you still haven't had a date to reopen, uh, we strongly recommend listening to uh, this episode. It'll brighten your day and ease some of the concerns that you might have at the minute. It is challenging. It is difficult. We work carefully. We work cautiously. But at the same time, the second you start getting the feel of this is what we do. This is why we do what we do. This is why we're stylists. That switch gets turned back on. And I say lean into your fellow, you know, salon community and hold each other up because this industry is incredible. We will thrive. We continue to thrive even in the hardest of of challenges. We've got this. So keeping that patience, keeping that communication and then supporting each other is that's the way to successfully do it. And if you're looking for more ways to get your salon back in business, we actually do have a recorded webinar available in Forest Academy, don't we, Killian? Yes, that's right. It's one of many new courses that we have in Forest Academy. So this one was with, as we already discussed in the show, Rachel McAdam, she held a reopening Get Your Salon Back in Business webinar. So the recording of that is available for everyone up in Forest Academy at the moment. So the minute you log in, you'll see a link taking you straight to that course. Things she covers in it is showing you how to use your new salon forms and setting some reopening policies, enabling your online booking. So we're talking about the VIP online booking. We're talking about the wait list. We're even talking about the announcement banner on your online booking forms. 
course. And finally, it's automating salon communication. So with regards to new courses, then we have the scheduling staff rosters. So that's based on the redesign of the new staff rosters feature. The course will show you how to drastically reduce the time spent scheduling staff working, vacation and sick days, how to effortlessly manage your whole team's working week from one screen and how to prevent double booking staff again by using the highlight staff vacation feature. So that's only about 15 minutes long. Then we have the client reconnect, managing your overdue clients. Again, it's 15 minutes long. It'll show you how to set up the client reconnect, which takes back to what we've already said, automating your client communications for any clients that are overdue bookings, which in this case, a lot of your clients will be, you can send out those targeted messages. The last course we have is the online reputation manager. So this is a really good time to avail of reviews. So while you're going to have a flood of clients coming back in, it's a good time to start asking them all to start leaving reviews after their appointments. The online reputation manager feature helps you automate all of that. And this course will show you how to do it. Again, it's only 15, 20 minutes long, but they're all self-taught. So you can jump in and out and learn in your own time at your own pace. And we're aware that this is all a lot of information uh, to take in, a lot of content to go and navigate to. So I guess if you're looking for ways to uh, simplify how to receive this content, we have the Forest FM newsletter, which is sent out uh, every Wednesday that you can subscribe to. You can find the link in today's episode show notes. And we also have the Back in Business Resource Center and Download Portal, to which we are constantly adding new content. Uh, the last big piece of content was actually the Back in Business ebook uh, with 30 pages of advice, tips and checklists for your salon or spa. Uh, to get all of this content delivered straight to your inbox on Mondays, uh, for the back in business resources that is, you can uh, click the link in today's episode show notes as well or, or head over to forest.com forward slash C19, click your region, fill out your details to get access to the download portal which will automatically uh, add you to the newsletter on that note that's all we got for this week so as always if you want to share your thoughts on this episode if you have a reopening story you'd like to share with us send us an email at forcedfm at forced.com we'd be happy to chat with you or leave us a review on apple podcasts we appreciate and read every single one of them your suggestions are actually what help us provide you with the most impactful conversations so keep them coming otherwise stay safe and we'll catch you next monday all the best This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z. Great music makes great moments. Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Forest FM, the Salon Owners podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. We help salon owners get their clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.